2: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This
4: is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Here we go. It is a Friday. How lucky are we? Who's got it better than us? Nobody. I'll steal that from Jim Harbaugh today. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Hope you could put up with me. Got some allergies? A little stuffed up? Doesn't matter? Bring in the A game? What a game last night. Al Michaels is probably like, hallelujah, I got a game that's fun. Uh, wild, lot of angles on the Cowboys slipping past wobbly Seattle right now. I thought Seattle had that game about midway through the fourth, but that's the way it works. One hour from now, blazing five picks. Getting harder and harder to make these picks. You got quarterbacks beat up. Defenses don't have their best players, but J-Mac, that was fun last night. I sat there. Bowl of popcorn, sat there
5: three and a half hours, and I'm like, "This is fantastic television." Great theater, indeed. Seahawks come through for us, nine and a half. Nearly stole that game because you know Dallas is so overrated.
3: So let's um let's talk about this. I didn't watch last night's game to see if Dallas could beat Seattle. They're a better team. I didn't watch the game to see if Dallas would beat another inferior team at home, or Dak would play well. He's been playing well for a time now. That's not what it's about. What I watch the Dallas Cowboys for now is I view them currently as a top five or six team that can win the Super Bowl, and I haven't felt that in decades. They have several key ingredients that Super Bowl-winning teams have. They've got a very good quarterback playing easily the best football of his life. An explosive playmaker in C.D. Lamb emerged this year as a star. Excellent pass rush above-average offensive line, a veteran head coach, in my opinion, Mike McCarthy, having the best coaching year of his career. They're super aggressive, I like that, and they're tremendous at home. It's not just about having good players. Generally, teams that win Super Bowls, their coaches, their coordinators, their good players are having their best years. My number one concern with Dallas... Their defense stepped up situationally last night has always been situational football, right? Like red zone offense, they get there, they don't get enough touchdowns. Uh, Penalties, they're always penalty-clogged. I'm just going to have to live with that one. But for 25 years, I have been right and mostly had the same opinion on the Cowboys. They'll be pretty good. They're my pretty good team because they're usually pretty good. Tony Romo's pretty good. Dak's pretty good. Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, pretty good. O-line's been great, but I've been, Dallas is pretty good for 25 years. You, Cowboy fans, have been on Dallas is very good, Dallas is great. So I'm on a 25-year winning streak. But this year, I'm going to pivot. They're very, very good with key players having their best years. And you want to know who's having his best year? Mike McCarthy buys great coaches in this league. Andy Reid's known for this. Sean Payton. They take that bye. Remember Brady's first year in Tampa? Totally different team out of a bye. Dak Prescott before the bye. Six touchdowns, four picks. Post-bye, 20 touchdowns, two picks. CeeDee Lamb before the bye. Touchdown. Now averaging 118 yards a game and six touchdowns. Brandon Cooks, invisible early. Now, post-bye, four touchdowns. Jake Ferguson. I mean, it was, it was like, you know, Melkart and stuff. Anonymous. <laughs> Jake, who? Um, four touchdowns post by? That's called coaching. That's what good businesses do with good bosses. They get better over time. They spot important people. They evolve. They elevate. I preached all year. This team is way too C.D. Lamb dependent. They're not anymore. Tight ends good, powerful, cocky, and productive. Tony Pollard, three touchdowns, three games. Dak is on a complete heater. Dak has never played this well. And guess what? Mike McCarthy gets some credit for that. He does. Let me ask you, and I don't think any reasonable person would deny what I'm about to say. Dallas is absolutely a top 5-6 team in this league. Come on. Burroughs gone. Josh Allen's struggling. I mean, you can put Kansas City, Baltimore in there, Philadelphia, San Francisco. They're a top 5-6 team. Detroit, not what we thought. Dak is on fire. 20 TDs, two picks post spot. Never been this confident. Never been this accurate. Never had a teammate, not even Amari Cooper, that's this good. This is good coaching. And ask yourself this. If Mike McCarthy makes his second Super Bowl, there's going to be a quarterback in New York that's going to look like really high maintenance. And maybe all the problems in Wisconsin weren't Mike. Like, that's what I'm watching. I'm watching Aaron's career, worst playoff record with Lafleur than Mike, Aaron with a circus in New York, and Mike has made Dak Prescott currently today. I'm not talking all time. I'm not talking next year. Right now... Stack's a top three quarterback in the league. He is. He is. I'm not getting turnovers. I'm getting accurate. I'm getting confident. I'm getting big plays. I'm getting fourth quarter excellence. I'm finding myself rooting for Mike McCarthy, who too often has been the butt of jokes. But I have preached for years and years on this show, if there's new information, you need a new opinion. Daughters going into surgery. They have an alternative drug that seems to be successful. Use it. Pilot. Gets new radar information. Storm headed our way. Avoid it. Insider information on a company. CEOs selling the stock. I'd sell yours, too. New information. Mike McCarthy is having a great year. Situationally, we beat all these guys up. But look at how CD's playing. DAX playing. The O-line's had injuries. The explosion of their tight end play. Pollard's a two, but he's playing better. Brandon Cooks took a while to figure it out. They figured it out. Here's Mike after. Told the team um, after the game we need, we
1: need we need games like this. I mean, this is what December football looks like, and you know, and I, and we all understand what's in front of us because uh, you have to win the close games. I mean, to get to where you want to go, uh, you have to win these kind of games, and uh, this is this was a great example of how
3: you just keep you know hanging in there and keep playing. Jerry Jones is still a handful. I still worry about late-game situations with Mike McCarthy. I've come to terms with Mike's teams in Dallas just get penalized a lot. (laughs) I'm over trying to fight it. But we got to be fair. we got new information. Dak's never played this well. Mike's having a great season. Super Bowl-winning teams are not just about having good players, but it's often good players having their greatest year. Players that find themselves... During or after a bye, players that stay healthy, Micah, Dak, C.D. Lamb, Lawrence. There's there's some dudes here. Ferguson now. Corners. Bland. This is a Super Bowl-level team, and I don't remember the last time I thought that about the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's talk Seahawks briefly. (laughs) Seattle needs to figure out what they are. So I've always had this feeling with Pete that he doesn't like a quarterback-reliant team. He tends to be a bit old school. He wants to run the football. They drafted another running back this year, and he wants defense to rule the day. The problem is Seattle's wide receiver and tight end talent is arguably their best talent. And more and more, Geno Smith's big season last year looks like a fluke. His completion percentage is way down. His interceptions are up. He's got fewer touchdown passes, even though the receiving core is actually better. DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett. uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Noah Fant. Those are dudes. Those are dudes. Seattle's defense, it's not great. The running backs, I like them both. They're never healthy. You can't rely on defense. You can't rely on these running backs to stay healthy. Your stars are a couple of really good corners and some really good weapons. What Pete Carroll wants to win with and what he needs to win with, feel like he needs an ideological reboot. Go get a quarterback. Stop pretending Drew locks the answer potentially or Geno Smith is. Look at who's leading divisions. Your Tua's... Your Jalen Hurts, Dax up there. Look who's leading division. Brilliant offensive coaches, very good quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes. Right now Russell Wilson surging. Go get a dude. I know Pete historically loves the run game and the defense, but rules have changed. Nobody's winning now with defense. The Niners last year got gashed by both Kansas City and Philadelphia. <laughs> the Niners defense. Remember Kansas City? They couldn't stop them. Remember Philadelphia? They couldn't stop them either. You can't win that way. You can have a good situational defense, but Pittsburgh's got a great defense, right? All those players, not a Super Bowl team. Go spend money. Trade players' picks. Get a quarterback. These weapons are really good. DK and Lockett, the rookie coming into his own. The backs can catch. They just can't stay healthy. Noah Fant is just... He is a tough matchup, dude. Looks like a defensive tackle that can catch and run. But what they want to be and what they are feels like two different things. I would be hyper-aggressive. Go get a quarterback. Go look at the history of the franchise. When they had Russell Wilson and Dave Craig, who was an underrated player, even Jim Zorn was better than people nationally acknowledge. That's when Seattle's been really, really good. This team has an absolute ceiling, and their best talent, to me, is on the perimeter Defensively and offensively. All right. You know, I don't, I I am not always uh, this cheery in the morning about the Dallas Cowboys, and I know it was a close game, but remember, the Cowboys play the Eagles next week, so this is sort of a tough matchup. You're playing a team, you're a, a nine, ten point favorite. You know, you could tell very early in the game last night. Seattle came to play. They were going to be super aggressive on the perimeter. They were going to clutch and grab. And I hated the officiating, but you could see Seattle came in. And if they were going to lose, they were going to lose aggressively. They were throwing the ball all over the field. So you know, J Mac was right on this. Is that you could tell first quarter like Seattle came to play. Seattle was going to throw the ball, attack Dallas, uh, be very aggressive on the corners. And, uh, but it's a nice win for Dallas, and, and to be honest with you, I agree with Mike McCarthy. You've got to win close games because that's what the playoffs mostly look like.
5: I know. Are you a little concerned about the Dallas defense? I mean, the kid Bland, who's got the pick-six record, got lit up like my Christmas tree right. by Metcalf. Couldn't guard him well, anywhere on the know, field.
3: Metcalf's hard to
5: guard. Colin, they had 25 first downs, yeah. 400 yards, yeah. got to the red zone five times. I think Dallas got big-time exposed here. Like, not good. It's also
3: possible that sometimes on a Thursday night game or an overseas game or a Monday game or a short rest game or a, a holiday game, yeah. sometimes games just get out of hand and you just want to win them. Looking ahead, I mean, like you Detroit, said. Detroit, on that short week with Green Bay, they got exposed and lost. Dallas maybe gets exposed and won. And in the end of the yeah. game, Dallas didn't have a good night defensively. It's okay. The officials decided they want to control things. At the end of the game, last two Seattle drives... Dallas's defense was very, very good in key spots. So to me, the takeaway is, hey, we took some chances. We got some interceptions. We got beaten a slant early and some plays late. But in the end, the defense delivered. Hey, Philadelphia plays lousy first halves and wins, and we always credit them. Dallas did not have a good night defensively but they were
5: good defensively when it mattered. How about that locket drop there? Brutal on third down, second to last drive. Can you just tell Seattle fans that their players can go ahead and book summer vacation plans uh, (laughs) for January? They're not in the playoffs. Colin, San Francisco next, followed by Philadelphia. Yeah, no, no. It's over. It's over for Seattle. And it would feel different if they had a big-time quarterback, but they
3: don't. They drafted another running back, because I understand Pete loves the power run. He did it USC. He did Marshawn Lynch. He loves the run. They, he likes to use the quarterback as sort of a an off pitch, which is, by the way, what Sean Payton's doing with an older Russell Wilson now. But you, you look around this league. It's more quarterback-centric than ever. Pete Carroll can no longer be the star of this franchise. Got to go get a star at quarterback. Got too many good players here, too many good receivers, too much talent, two tackles that can play now, two running backs that can't stay healthy but are talented and cheap, like... Go get somebody to cinch it all together, and that's a quarterback. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll take the Lions minus four at the Saints. I'm out on Dennis Allen. I think he's one of the worst coaches in the league. Lions got embarrassed by Green Bay. They bounce back and win. Chargers minus six at the Patriots. A desperate team coach in a hot seat in New England. I'm not sure they want to win games. I'll take the Chargers to win by more than a touchdown. And I'll take the Jaguars hosting the Bengals. Jake Browning, not it. Can't beat you downfield. Jags want to get that number one seed. They're motivated. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Please, new users. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. When you download the app, it's real simple.
0: 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Hi,
3: it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
2: and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet kingdom of the planet of the apes enter the kingdom in imax this friday and in theaters everywhere get tickets now
3: social media tends to be an avalanche and it is much easier to jump on it and bury somebody than actually take the hit and get buried obviously so uh, mike mccarthy's been easy to criticize and last night apparently i didn't see it the team said he got crushed last night on a play late, and I want to defend Mike McCarthy. Driving to score, third and three, a buck 52 left. He elects to pass. Twitter, I'm told, uh, they didn't like it. Let's, let's dive into the analytics of why I agree with him on the pass. Dallas is not a very good yards per rush team. They are the best team in the league throwing on third down. Dak is number one on completion percentage and passer rating. They are the best team in the league throwing on third down, first of all. Second, why get conservative? You've been throwing the ball all night, and if it wasn't complete, the officials gave you the flag. Why not? Third, Dallas' defense had an off night. We can all acknowledge that. That's a good defense. It was having a bad night. They wanted more points, they wanted to bury Seattle. They're great at home. The offense is playing with confidence. They wanted to lead by 10. What they didn't want to do is hand it off to Tony Pollard, and they're not very good at this, trying to get three yards, and then bring out the change, and everybody takes a deep breath. And <sighs> They wanted to bury Seattle. You can't have it both ways. Mike last night knew his defense wasn't going to support him. He was going to go for it. Sports aggressive wins. I don't care if it's Dana White. I don't care if it's the NFL. I don't care if it's the NBA. Say all you want, but people are no longer reasonable. My only question is if you're going to throw it on third, hell, I'd just throw it on fourth and three and try it again. I have no problem with going for it twice. Seattle didn't, you know, don't have any timeouts, so I'd throw it twice. But ask yourself game on the line, Tony Pollard or Dak and CeeDee Lamb, or increasingly, Dak and Ferguson, the tight end. Remember, it was a night in which you were getting the calls from the officials. They were over-calling the game on pass interference. You were throwing the ball all over the yard. C. D. Lamb was unstoppable. Dak was red hot. You can't have it both ways. Most people in life that succeed are aggressive. Most coaches are aggressive. I didn't have a problem there. People have stopped being reasonable with Mike McCarthy. If you want to complain, if you're going to pass on third and three, just pass on fourth and three. I'm, I'm for that. But in that situation, my thing is, don't worry about the clock. You got the officials in your pocket. They're calling everything. Dak's on fire. You can't stop Seattle anyway. Go for it. I very rarely am going to crush aggressive next.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents the Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right. We don't get Michael Irvin very often, but when the Cowboys look as good as they have looked this season, we bring in the Pro Football Hall of Famer, three Super Bowl rings. Okay, I want to start with this: is that when when McCarthy was in Green Bay and he got let go, the feeling was, you know, Aaron needs a better coach. Well, all these years later, I look at McCarthy. I'm like, this is Dak's best year. The old line is at injuries; they're good. You start looking at Dallas at home. Dallas is a favorite. Uh, Mike's teams have always had some penalties. I can live with that because Super Mm -hmm. Bowl champs have had penalties. But I think it was very easy for guys like me to beat up on him and take Aaron Rodgers' side. And this Mm -hmm. is not a shot at Aaron. But I'm watching this Cowboy team since the bye. This is coaching. Right. This is the best Dak has ever been. Ferguson now. Cooks
6: pollard like this feels like a well-coached team and, and it is and, and and one thing Colin, that you bring up that i i, I want to try to emphasize a little bit of about the job that mike mccarthy has done because i was a little bit side-eyed side-eyed early on when i heard oh well we want to play more complimentary football as he was delivering how he was going to pull Dak back earlier in the season he said we want to play more complimentary football get more defense get more run games in here to to help our defense take our time maybe longer drive so the defense can have rest i thought okay he's really talking about playing complimentary football i was baffled and confused when he was like you're the number one offense you've been the number one offense why would you want to stop being that right just bring everything else up to the number one offense." but this is what i realized he was doing early on which was crucial was to keep those interceptions of Dak down because it would have come the whole mantra of the season had he started early with interceptions. So by keeping them down, and then at that point, after he lost to the 49ers, I remember I sat down and interviewed with Dak, and he said, Hey, we reevaluated. We're going to cut it loose from here on out. And I said, what does that mean? I remember texting C.D. Lamb. So, what does that mean, man? What are y'all saying? He said, we're cooking with five grease now. That means we're ready to go and we're putting the ball in the air. And ever since then, they've been taking off. So the whole idea early on of not throwing the ball all over the field to make sure those interceptions don't pile Um, up was brilliant. Well,
3: yeah, because the narrative was Dak is
6: done, there's too many picks. And that's what the narrative would have been had he started out early doing the same thing. So I was like, wow, and now they're cutting it loose, really cutting it loose. I say this is really brilliant, and now we're not stuck with that narrative of interceptions being the mantra carrying you into the late part of this season. I I thought that that part was brilliant coaching.
3: So I like Dan Quinn a lot. He's aggressive. Uh, last night, the officials decided they were going to call everything. Are you right. concerned at all with the defensive performance? By the way, they were calling him on both sides. Right, right, right. 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 Some that, crazy call I didn't saw like any of calls. it. But Me are you a little concerned with Dallas's defense? Got burned a few times.
6: Yeah, yeah, they, they did. But I knew Dallas had the proclivity of giving up plays like that. That's, they, they do. They have that, like, the run game. You know, if you're in a solid game where they're not where the team the, your, the other offense is not playing for, from behind, right? They can run and they can get they can get they can get yardage. Deron Bland, everybody's talking about how he got attacked, and yes, he did get attacked, but in the end, they played well. At the end. in the end, he made a play by intercepting the ball. I don't want Deron Bland to change because each of those plays, he was there. He was there. He learned something that I think is going to help him with the big fella he got coming up in 10 days, A.J. Brown. Yeah. You know, on that slant route, that early touchdown by D.K. Metcalf, he, you know, I was rumbling, tried to grab him around the waist. Now, a smaller, lighter receiver, that affects his route, that little tug around the waist. But at 6'4", 240, <laughs> dang, he just ran right through that. That's right. Don't try that next week. With A.J. Brown. He's going to run through it. You learn something. I don't mind you got beat because the process is you need to learn. And you need to learn these things. Every one of those plays, he was right there. DK just made great plays. So, So I still want him to do what he does, stay right there, stay in that fight, and keep doing what you're doing. And he got a pick at the end of that game.
3: I will give you some credit.
6: Yeah, give me some Jordan Love credit.
3: So I have been a critic of Jordan Love. Give
6: me some Jordan Love credit. I, I
3: couldn't wait But one thing we did like is that the receivers are young. He's young. So generationally, Great growth. Great growth. You know, Brady didn't love the young kids. Aaron right. does. LeBron doesn't. Right. Once you got the rings, you don't want to be a mentor and teach right. kids how to play. Right. The last couple weeks, your guy Jordan,
6: he looks way more confident, Right. right? Right, right, and he and looks like he's getting settled in on his offense. And I told you, I, I, I when I told you when it was a couple weeks ago, I was like, I just look at a few things that tells me: do I keep, do I stay on this fight? Did he earn the right for me to stay in this fight for him? You know, each young quarterback each week, Justin Fields each week is trying to go out and earn the right for the Chicago Bears to stay in his fight. Right, if not. They're going to say, hey, we're going in another direction. Right. But, but Jordan Love has earned that right with some of the things I see. I said, man, that looks like Aaron Rodgers. I, you, you know, in some places. He and, moves well. And, yeah, he moves and, and he throws off different, uh, different platforms so you can see him making the plays. I, I, I really like. And what I love, I, I, I remember hearing the story about, Coach LaFleur called him and he said, listen, we we're we were thinking about, I know we were going over this one play we want to run early in the game, down the sideline, and he said, I'm thinking about changing. And Jordan Love said, don't change it. No, no, let's run the play. Let's run the play. They ran the play, and, of course, they got a, a, a big big reception in the right, play. Right, right. I said, stuff like that matters because now when you start giving input, and they're taking input, then you feel more of a need to make sure the play happens. That's what they call taking ownership. You're taking ownership, and he's taking ownership of that team. Him and that young Watson is going to be hell to deal with for some years.
3: Yeah, and this is a big game because now it's Mahomes. Now
6: this is big TV game, so it's
3: different than playing the Chargers and the Lions. And
6: i gate going to measure you against Patrick Mahomes, who happen to be Lucky for you, having some getting having his worst numbers of his career. Right. Yards per game. Yeah. Yards per play this, per pass catch. This is a big game for right. Jordan Love. Right. Yeah. Jordan Love can really step up, and people people get say. Man, uh, hey, you as good as Patrick Mahomes
3: re- when you win this game. I remember when Goff faced Mahomes on Monday Night Football.
6: Remember that? And Goff played great. Well, that, that was an incredible game. And it was dude. like, okay. That was an incredible game. That, that game was like 50 to 500, to 502, but, whatever that score was. But it
3: sold the organization. Yeah. Okay, Goff can go toe-to-toe with great ones.
6: And that's what he Even right.
3: if Jordan loses, if it's 28-27 and he's spinning it, everybody's like, we got our guy. We got so our the, guy. These guys are – this is a big moment. Okay. Because
6: there, you're right. There are two things. I want you to show me that you can run this office, Jordan Love, and then your next level, show me you can play with them guys because right. so that's what you got to go up against. So you're right. Those, those are the levels.
3: Okay. So I've said there's something about Jalen Hurts, the intangibles, the
6: toughness. Off the chart.
3: He has been inconsistent, but he's been great tighter trailing. Brock Purdy has been great leading. He has not shown he can be an overcomer. How concerned are you with Jalen Hurts, though? There is wild, like Dak this year, there's no right. inconsistency. Right. Jalen is wildly inconsistent, first to second half. Does it, right. What does that mean? Does it concern you?
6: No, 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 no. no. And, and, and I always say this here. When you're winning, you're, the, 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 whatever we're looking at or discerning, we just call them flaws. They're just flaws. They're flaws that people like you and I can point out about these teams, but ultimately the team is winning. It's just a flaw. They can work on it all week from a winning standpoint. When you lose, then those flaws become issues and problems. And issues and problems that get you fired yeah, and going home. Distorted. Right, right, right. Because now, now, now you're losing with that. It doesn't work that way. So, so what we've noticed is the flaws. In the Philadelphia Eagles. But no matter the flaw, he was flawless in the record book. He found a way to get his team over the victory line. I say... Talent shoulders down is a great thing for us to measure. Talent shoulders up is a very difficult thing for us to measure because it's leadership. It's that intangible yeah. thing that you have that no one else has. That he has that very few people have. He is the heart and soul of a football team. Oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts and that leadership is in. Insepar- it's incredible because late games, late plays, and in, in every game he's going to be there, and that's why they're ten and one. Do you like him this weekend. I I I would never I said this earlier, guys. I, I promise you, in all my years of being around the game of football, I've never been more vexed to make a make to make a pick than I was than I have been with this game right here, no. This San Francisco Philly game, because Philly, don't the it's going to take. I was telling people what. What, what I was saying to all the guys as we got we were ready to play San Francisco back in 92, yeah. our first NFC Championship game, and we weren't supposed to be there. And we were like, man, I can't believe we're here. And we all said if we got to this place, we're not going to lose. Before, each, before the game, I went around, talked to all my guys. I was tapping in as, hey, motto, death before defeat. We were ready to die <laughs> before we left that game. I said, death before defeat. Death before defeat. Yeah. Death before. You see what I mean? You got. I felt Philly had that in that Buffalo Bills game. I said, boy, they playing like this. when you saw a four hundred pounder run across the field all the way to run down Josh Allen yeah. and then laid out. He wasn't hurt. He was exhausted. That 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 that's a death before defeat kind of mantra. It's going to take that to beat to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. But San Francisco, they'll have that. So I, I got Frisco winning the game by three points. The hardest decision. The hardest. I ever had to make on on, on and team.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
2: and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Blazing 5.
4: That's a hot one. one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins blazing Five. Lions at Saints.
3: All right, I like the number better when it was minus 4, but I'll take the Lions minus 4.5. They're coming off extra rest. They haven't lost back-to-back games in over a calendar year, and they looked awful against the Packers, so you know it was an intense week of practice. Their offense this year has been sensational. They can run it. They've got playmakers. And again, that was an embarrassing loss to Green Bay Dan Campbell and that staff, you know they tighten the screws this week at practice. They're also a good road team, 4-1. I don't like the Saints. The Saints have 14 straight drives without an offensive touchdown. Uh, Their defense isn't getting to the quarterback. Goff will have time. They're all beat up, and I don't think Dennis Allen is a head coach. I'll take the Lions to win and cover. 28-20, just one of my picks I don't like this week, but I'm going with it, baby. Goff is winning. Falcons the Jets what the hell am I doing I'm taking Tim Boyle and the Jets plus one and a half they're coming off extra rest this staff is coaching for their life their past defense is good the weather could stink It's going to be a physical football game, and the Falcons have lost 3 of 4. Desmond Ritter is not a franchise quarterback, so either's Tim Boyle. Who cares? I get the home team. I get the staff fighting for their lives. I get the much superior defense. I think it's going to be one of the ugliest games of the weekend. I do not trust Desmond Ritter and Atlanta on the road. I'll take the Jets 21-20.
2: 49ers at eagles another one of
3: my bad picks i like the niners minus two and a half the number was better on sunday and monday when the niners were getting points but a very good team coming off rest they are healthy and by the way eight and one is brock purdy when trent williams is healthy they are ready to go they've got revenge and the eagles came off a super intense football game where their defense was on the field for a long time every day off helps at this point of the season eagles increasingly are turning the ball over 11 in the last six games i don't think you can be bad in the first half and good in the second and beat the niners i'll swallow the two and a half and take the niners to win 30 26. Browns and Rams. I know I'm a square, but I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half, meaning, you know, Cleveland's the side. Everybody likes the Sharps. I'm going to take the Rams. They're in the playoff picture. This game means a lot. I think they've done a remarkable job, despite injuries, to get in this spot. The Browns, though, is the story. Offense, 23 giveaways, a ton. Joe Flacco, 1-10 in 10 in his last 11 starts, gets the nod potentially. His last 20 starts, he's 3-17. He's cooked. Amari Cooper's hurt. David Njoku's banged up. Some are speculating. Miles Garrett, they may rest him to play next week. He didn't practice. All I know is this. McVay and Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, and an offensive line that's healthy at home, I'm going to take them to win and cover. The Sharps, Vegas, loves Cleveland. 27-20, I'll take the Rams. Bengals and Jaguars. Can we be honest? Because they got shelled by the Niners, people sold their Jaguar stock. They're really good. Only loss in their last eight games is to the Niners. They don't get penalized. They've only had 54 penalties all year. They're well coached. Trevor Lawrence, this season, 67% completion percentage. It's a really good football team. They're 13-3 over their last 16 games. Yeah, they can't beat the Chiefs and the Niners. The Bengals are now without Joe Burrow. They averaged 15 points in offense. That's what the last eight games the Bengals have had no Joe Burrow. They've averaged 15 points. It's at Jacksonville. i got to swallow 8.5. Their defense isn't good now. I mean, that's right. It's it's a mailed-in season for Cincinnati. Their defense is last in many categories. I'm going to take the team playing for more with a star quarterback against a backup, a water pistol offense. 32-20 Jacksonville wins. Monday night's going to be a big deal. And there are my picks, and I'm not sure any of them are any good. I like San Francisco. I just like the number earlier this week. I'm not a big fan of taking favorites. I took four, but I feel with Goff, I have the better quarterback. I feel with Stafford, I got the better quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, I got the better quarterback. And the Niners are a rested team. I worry about Philadelphia and all those snaps in that wildly emotional game. I think the Eagles could be a bit flat and tired. And I don't know what I'm doing with the Jets, but it's going to be... I Look at even J-Mac shaking his head at my pick. J- when J-Mac's shaking my head, I think... I'll say it again. I don't think Sol is the problem. I think they're going to come out... Get a defensive touchdown, it's gonna be sloppy and ugly. I'll take him. The other game I considered was the Titans plus one. I may be making a mistake. Instead of taking the Jets, I could take the Titans. I do like if I had a six pick, in fact I'll I'll probably
5: Yeah, you can't put after tax dollars on Tim Boyle. (laughs) I don't care if he's home, road, playing on the moon. That that's I I can't back that. Everything Everything else I like. Everything else. You like the other four? I mean, I love the Niners, you know. (laughs) I love the
4: Niners. One more H.E.R.D.? The H.E.R.D. streams 24 hours a day, 7 days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search H.E.R.D. to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. So Aaron Rodgers,
3: this is what he just said. Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Nathaniel Hackett are going to be a recipe for the Jets' success. So uh, another season of the Adventures of Nat Hackett is on the way because they're not getting rid of anybody that Aaron wants. But here's my question. If you're a Jets fan or if you're a Jets media person, when does New York turn on Aaron? Because it's coming. So the downside to having power and using it is then we can start judging your moves. Alan Lazard, Aaron wanted him. Healthy scratch last week. Randall Cobb. Wouldn't be there without Aaron. Three catches this year. Dalvin Cook, influenced by Aaron's want, 162 yards. Nat Hackett, even Aaron's been caught on camera shaking his head at some of his play calls. So when you have power and sometimes... Entertainment figures or star athletes will have it. Be very careful about using every ounce of it, because now you can line up all the misfires. And Aaron can deny he wanted Hackett and Lazard and Cobb. In fact, the cynical part of me wonders if Aaron is not pushing to come back Because he sees the misfires, and he's trying to create some goodwill. So for the next five to six months on New York Sports Radio and the New York Post, they're not crushing him, and they see him as a guy that is sacrificing physically for the city and the team. So I don't think he should play. I don't think he's going to play. But, I mean, it feels like to me, Diana Rossini was on our show earlier this week. Uh, She said Aaron calls the shots here. Everything has to do with making sure Aaron Rodgers is not only happy, but he's empowered, right? They want to make him feel that he's not just the quarterback on this team, but he's part of this franchise. And he has the control. And he is given that control. Now, look, there's a collaboration. They all have conversations. But bottom line here, if Aaron Rodgers wants it, Aaron Rodgers is going to get it. Uh, I would retain Sala and Joe Douglas. My guess is there's better OCs on the market, but at this point, Aaron just turned 40, I believe, or he's about to turn 40. Tomorrow he turns 40. So, you know, when you get older and you're an athlete, there's certain things you want. You know, Tom Brady went to Tampa and for about 12, 13 games, they were trying to figure out, Tom was trying to say, Hey, this is what makes me happy. This is what I'm going to do. I got the rings. You guys don't. We're going to do it my way. So, and I, and I don't have a problem with Peyton Manning going to Denver and, you know, toward the end of his career and saying, guys, I'm the guy that's going to elevate the franchise. I'm going to want some things my way. Brady and Tampa, they went back and forth for 12 weeks, and Tom said, I'm going to win this argument. Goes to the owners, I want my way. I have no problem with Aaron keeping Hackett because, you know, whatever makes Aaron comfortable, you gave up draft picks, you gave up money, you got to make this Aaron thing work. So whatever whatever Aaron wants, Aaron gets. The downside, though, Brady didn't ask for a ton. He said, get me Gronk. Hey, Lenny Furnett would be good. They both ended up being very important. Gronk was hugely important. And Leonard Furnett. if you go back to that playoff run, playoff Lenny was... Pro- so if you're going to ask for stuff, then they've got to be productive. Antonio Brown was a mess. But he had, I think he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So Tom asked for some stuff, but Tom's stuff produced. Yeah, Hall of Fame level guys produced. Aaron asked for it. Nobody's producing. And they're losing. So, I again, Matt Stafford came to L.A. That wasn't his space. He didn't ask. They had the GM and the coach. So, Russell Wilson went to Denver. You know, he wanted his own office. That didn't play at all. That wasn't even a player. He didn't like the office. So, Aaron's like, yeah, I want this, 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 this. None of it's worked. So, at what point? And I, I defend him on it. Like, if I was a quarterback and I went to, I'd want one of my guys. I wouldn't ask for a second. I would want a certain quarterback coach or a coordinator. I wouldn't ask, you know, uh, Hackett wouldn't have been my choice, especially what happened in Denver. But again, if Aaron, wa- they got to make this work. They got a year left. They got to make it work. And so you do what you got to do. I would bring back Sala. I would bring back the GM. And if Aaron wants Hackett, then I'd bring him back too. I would try to move off Lazard. I would go, you know, I, I, I'd say, Aaron, we'll do the coaching thing. We're going to get players. This is what we do. Aaron doesn't know personnel. I mean, I love LeBron James. Remember when he wanted Shabazz Napier in Miami? Players don't. That's not what they do. Keep him out of drafts. Keep him out of personnel. You know, Brady said, listen, on third down, I need Gronk. He's also a great blocker. That's different. But when they went and drafted a right tackle, Trifton Wirfs, they didn't lean on Tom for that one. Like in the coaching staff, they didn't really lean on Tom. for. Remember, Tom had to inherit Bruce Arians, uh, Byron Leftwich. Tom didn't get his coach. Tom said, hey, can I bring my third down, my buddy, my Hall of Famer, Gronk? Uh, And then he wanted A-B. But Tom didn't get into the coaching stuff. Nat Hackett's the coaching stuff. Organizations can get, you know, generally, you want a player or a coach. Aaron kind of asked for, you know, Aaron wanted everything. And Aaron's going to deny, I didn't bring Hackett. We all know the game. Like, let's stop. We We all know why guys are there. All right. So you had power, you kind of used it, none of it worked. And again, Brady's stuff worked. You know, Russell Wilson got an office, didn't work. What was the first thing Sean Payton said? Remember the first press conference? <laughs> he addressed the office. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So if stuff, if you win, you can get away with stuff. Like once Brady got that Super Bowl, then you can ask for more stuff. And that's kind of a toothless media in Tampa. You, you, you get in New York now. They're going to start turning on Aaron. Yeah, LeBron wanted Kevin Love over Wiggins. Finals,
5: title. If if you ask for stuff, they better produce. Remember in Green Bay, Aaron was not getting everything he wanted. It was like, hey, we're going to run this franchise the way we see fit. And Aaron wanted what he wanted, didn't get it. Hey, let me go to the Jets where they're desperate, and they'll give me everything I want. They'll give me my OC, my receivers. I'll call the shots. Look at that quote that he said today. We have a really good organizational structure. On what planet is that factual? The offensive coordinator stinks. They can't score any points. The GM did not get a backup quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. Whiffed on Zach Wilson badly, and Robert Sala has been losing the locker room all season. I know you want to push back, and that's fine. But nothing Rodgers is saying is factual. He's desperate to control power and keep everything fine. And damn it, I'm just so annoyed that I have to that I picked this team I when I was a kid. I don't mind. To root
3: for. People going to a company and asking for things, but they better be productive. You got to deliver. You yeah, Gronk worked. AB worked. A. Now Tom didn't go coach and player. Tom's like, get me a Hall of Fame tight end. Worked. AB, Crazy Town worked. But he had to. B- no, it wasn't just a Hall of Fame tight end. Gronk had retired. And then he's like, Brady. I got to get away from Belichick. And then Arians moved upstairs. But Tom brought him a trophy. Yeah. So once Tom was successful then you can start layering your asks and go to say hey I want Bruce upstairs
5: I want Todd Bowles. But if you ask nobody's productive Have, and yeah. you're losing. Have you seen the footage today like Aaron Rodgers is actually trying to jog and like do sideways movements. Well, good for him. This is I'm at the point where I just want I'm I'm ready for them to lose out. They're not making the playoffs. Just lose out. Well, we all know that. They can get a top 6 pick. But yeah. Rodgers wants to come back and mess with that. that? that, 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 that he's not. It's not happening.
3: They're going to they're gonna win this weekend over Atlanta, 21-20, and then they're going to lose the rest of their games, and Aaron's not coming back. So he not, you can't risk it. Turns 40 tomorrow, you can't risk this stuff. Oh, is it tomorrow?
5: I, you know, I think, a, I think, a, I, I think
3: a lot it. of this stuff is PR. Aaron wants to say, hey, things didn't go as planned. I am superhuman. Ah, you, I got your back. Because he's not going to play. He's not going to play.
1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap
2: music to your ears. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.